Roses are red, violets are blue, trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up fellas, Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with our new code SHOW20. So, let's talk about the hero of Valentine's Day, shall we? The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It also comes with their brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. Oh yeah, and it's waterproof as well, so that makes shower shaving an absolute breeze. But you know what? That's not everything the Love Doctor ordered. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose Hair Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and the Boxers 2.0 because comfort is king for all my dogs. And for a happy ending, there's the Manscaped Refined Cologne. It's the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. And for all my bearded kings out there, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even thicker beards is the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOW20. That's SHOW20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SHOW20 because your grooming game upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Hello everyone and welcome to the FM show. I am your host, Tony Jameson, and for this episode, I'm joined by the tactical tinker man himself, it's Aaron, a.k.a. <laughs> RDF Tactics. Aaron, yes. how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Some good football manager um, experiences recently. I've been in my groove making tactics. So make sure you head over on the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash RDF Tactics. And that's where I've been. So last episode, I spoke about trying to use football manager as an escape, but I couldn't escape because I kept losing. But through the losing, you kind of, discover little things and little tactical nuances and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing now, trying to be basically what I've learned. I'm, I'm putting it into practice now. And a target forward is becoming my favorite. They are <laughs> crazy. It's any, mental. Any like reason why? Yeah, well, <laughs> in the last episode, we had this little thing where, make sure you go and check it out, but we had this thing where we was in game, so we're doing match scenarios, and then we had to push for a win and we had to kind of make a tactical tweak and then what we did is put a complete wing back on a Mazala and the target forward and then of course the Mazala and complete wing back link up on the left hand side the wing back whips it in for the target forward and he nods it in but they are pretty powerful so I think 
what we have. Sometimes we think we know what's going to happen before we actually try it out. So many people are like, I'm not using the target forward. Even possession football, I'm not using the target forward. We're not, we're not lumping it in the air, but if you're playing short passing, then your players are smart enough to know we're not going to lump it to our target forward in the air. We're going to give it to our target forward to his feet sort of thing. So a lot of the time, so let, let, let's say you want a deep line forward, but you've got really a striker's profile as a target forward. If a target forward on support, he's still going to do that dropping deep and he's still, which is what I'm getting into my, my videos now. So everyone's like, no, if a striker, they're not saying that, but I, I'm guessing a lot of people's uh, perception if they're watching a tactic and they want to recreate something and they see the striker dropping deep, automatically deep line forward or full snag straight away. And they're not even thinking about a pressing forward on support or a target forward mm -hmm. on support. And all, all of these support is in the, it's kind of in the clue, support. They're going to support play either way. They're just going to do things a little bit differently. Whereas a complete forward or a deep line forward might move into the channels. They might further out, go out into those by the areas. A pressing forward might just stay in the middle and drop deep sort of thing. So yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what, I kind of had this idea in my head already anyway, but I think I also allowed the audience kind of to get to me. So mm -hmm. I think that I know if I'm recreating a tactic and I've got an idea of using them as a target forward, but because people are going to disagree with it anyway, I don't want to deal with that hassle. So I was just like, you know what, deep line forward, because I mentioned they dropped deep, you know, and then, you know what I mean? And then to them, it seems like, oh yeah, that's a good recreation. But now because I'm putting a lot of game clips inside it. So when I'm playing, I'm making sure I'm recording the game clip. So when I'm talking, yeah, this is why I've got a target forward. And you've got like four videos or four clips of him clearly dropping deep still. So you yeah. can't really argue with me. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing recently. <laughs> Mate, this is what I love, right? This is what I love about this game. We've been playing this for God knows how many years now. Like yeah. I've clocked in 30 years. You're probably at least 20 years in, yeah, this, in yeah. this game now. And every single week we learn something a little bit new. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you can't just like, I mean, I can play Mario for God knows how long and I know the game inside yeah, yeah. out. And I'm like, I've been there. I know exactly what's happening. This game, <laughs> little things just pop up to you and you're just like, hey, I never knew that. But yeah, exactly, you write yeah. that whole thing with, with target forwards. Like, you're right, people instantly do get the whole, they're going to be up top, they're going to be up top. But yeah, yeah. You're right, of course, if you've got, if they're going to drop, they they drop, they naturally drop. Yeah, exactly, they, yeah. It's like outlet, it? it's, it's exactly, yeah. Play, they are the focal points. So take the word yeah. target out, replace the word, call them focal point strikers if you need <laughs> to. <laughs> I think that's what gets to people is the names. Mm -hmm. And even like, they want a, someone that can, I don't know. They might have a player. So, like, let's say Hakan Chanogalu. I don't know why his name's in my head, but I could just oh, picture what a him. him the other day, by yeah, the way. that's why. What so I could just pass. picture him. I can picture mm -hmm. him having like tri-killer balls and stuff. And then, like, everyone, if you got to, if you want to recreate him, like, you, you really don't have to use a playmaking role because he's mm -hmm. got that tri-killer balls in there anyway. That's just his style of play. He, you can't take that away from him. So even if you use him as a, a central midfielder on support, he's still going to try those killer balls. If he's got flair. He's still going to try and show that flare up. I've, I've had Volante, I've had Volante's pinging balls like that before. Exactly, my yeah. word. And it looks great in the match engine. Yeah, well. he's yeah. Sitting, like pinging it into the space. And you're like, oh, what's he, oh, what's he done that? Oh, he's done that because he's going to make a run. And it's just yeah, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. things that we can't. And my biggest thing is now the winger role and like the inside forward inverted winger. So yeah. like in football, you know, like all the possession teams now, the wingers must hold width, wingers must hold width. And it's like everyone now goes for the winger role. I do sometimes as well. It depends on the system around it, which is also very important. 
But sometimes I just don't like using that role. Even though I know he holds the width naturally, it's because he still looks to beat his man and whip a ball in. And sometimes I don't want to cross the ball. I want to work the ball inside. So you can still use inverted winger and inside forward, ask them to stay wider. Majority of the times they will do it. Obviously, they're still going to have that inverted movement. Sometimes they might move inverted a bit too um, soon or whatever it is, but they will still move out wide. And it's just finding what works around your system as well. So there'll be a system where the winger will work perfectly fine and there'll be other wing, other type, other systems where the winger, in fact, is just wasting too many chances, just crossing. And if we're not getting bodies into the box and we're trying to work the ball into the box, it's going to be difficult for the winger, get to the byline, just see one player in there rather than an inverted winger who might actually just move inside and look to link up with other people once he gets the ball. Mm, I know, even little, in little bits as well. Like, I mean, you mentioned their inverted wingers and inside forwards, like, and, and wingers like in my yeah. in my current Larissa team, I've got those three roles. Like, I've got, <laughs> so, so, so my, my, my right sided winger is a winger on attack, yeah, yeah, yeah. old school winger on attack. Yeah. He gets forward and he 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 sort of makes the play happen. On my left hand side, I've got an inverted winger because I've got my complete wing back on attack who goes on the outside around yeah. him and gets to the byline. So he comes inside and does fancy things and I've got a Mazzaro <laughs> on that there as well so they can sort of all move yeah. around each other but I've got one player who he's a proper if I call him a workhorse it's disrespectful to him right yeah yeah but yeah. what he is what he is right is he's an incredibly <laughs> useful tool in my arsenal because looking at his attributes he's not brilliant okay yeah. and we're we're up near the top and I'll, I'll mention a little bit more as to how up near the top we actually are right he he looks like he shouldn't be a team in a in a team that's in Europe. Okay, <laughs> even in a Greek team that's in Europe, he's big. I had him there the first season we we got into the top division because I thought I need someone who's big, Greek as well. Yeah. Um, and what he did was he scored loads of back post headers for me, oh. and I moved him from being an inside uh, an inverted winger to an inside forward. And his goal ratio in that position was fantastic. We, if we were chasing the game, we knew put him on, take our winger off, put yeah. him on, make him an inside forward. And the amount of times he arrives late in the box, getting up against other yeah, defenders, yeah, and getting yeah. above them, and putting the ball in, like he would, he was literally like we would, we know if we put him on, we're going to get a goal. Yeah, like, I don't know. And, I don't know if you get that thing where you just have certain players that just. For some reason, just always do certain things that for some reason no other player can do it, but his attributes mm -hmm. aren't that great. Yeah. And we that for me was that some Alex Collado guy. I've been, I mean, mm -hmm. I've been talking about this guy for like three years. And for some reason, just the way he is on the match engine and the way he looks at that, he just stands out for me compared to everyone else. And I don't know why he can do this, but people with actual better attributes and stuff can't do mm -hmm. what he's doing. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what you're going through with that, that winger that in because sometimes those far pulse headers are useful, but not everyone, a sacker won't be doing that sort of thing. You know what I mean? No. It's not no. something that everyone can do. But I'll tell you, uh, so he's in there doing that. There's another guy, um, a lad called Ali Sai, we've got who's, uh, again, like an African player. He comes in, He's he was great in our first season. He was part of that midfield with, with yeah. Joe Bellingham and, and Mvue, like sort of working stuff around. Then he, you know, he, he lost his place because, you know, Joe <laughs> was running the show. We're building a statue of him in Greece. Like <laughs> the best Bellingham is doing great things. And, <laughs> but then obviously it's a squad game, right? So. Yeah. Ali Sai starts kicking off like Gaffer. I need game time. I'm like, I get that, and you know, it might be with a heavy heart, but it might not be at Larissa. It might have to be at another club. And it's like, all right, Gaffer, I've made a mistake, right? I'll, I'll hang about. <laughs> right? I'll stay. And we put him on, and again, his attributes 
are starting to drop a little bit. And he was never a world beater anyway, but yeah. he would just turn up and he just gets goals. He just does things in the <laughs> match. And I'm like, there's no, there's no way this lad should be able to, as a bit part player, have eight goals like yeah, that's, yeah it just doesn't yeah. make sense but he turns up and he puts his shift in and it's almost like he's banging on the door going gaffer i can still do the job and i'm like i know you can, like, I know you can. <laughs> that's why you're still here i need you here <laughs> plus it's really cheap to sell your shirt in the club shop because only two letters on the back of it yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so we've got that and we are trying to do other bits of bobs well i've noticed as well that and this is where I think this is the the, um, the influence I'm getting from you here is I've seen and I spot on me little me little radars and stuff on the on the uh, on the SAS skin that I use that when I can see teams sitting deep against me because I'm now in a position where yeah. teams will sit deep against me because apparently I'm quite good going forward. <laughs> I've taken off work the ball at the box. Oh, I'm yes. spotting it about five ten minutes in thinking right there sat quite deep and I'm hitting and I'm just ticking hit early crosses. Oh yes, that is a and it's just, and then I'm just just pelting balls in, and I'm just yeah. causing all kinds of panic. What, what formation are you with again? So I'm I'm a four three three. At the minute, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's really nice. So um, my my Mazala and my box to box midfield to do all the running. I've got an anchor. Who yeah, just can... basically holds everything up, and then I've got as I say that wide wide winger on attack, and then the inside or inverted inverted winger um, out on the left with a pressing forward, and I'm rotating mm. that because I've got. I've got a pressing forward and I've got a guy who's coming who can play as an advanced forward. So I flip between the two. I prefer a pressing forward myself personally, but um, but I know that an advanced forward also works works nicely. So Yeah, it's one of those some... things though, isn't it? Is that the advanced forward, I think, you know, will get goals, but I also think they force things too much. Like, I don't know if it's their yeah. move, like <laughs> their run and it's kind of a trigger for someone. I spotted that run, boom, and then pass it to him. Whereas a pressing mm. forward is a bit more... He's like he's not as demanding when it comes to the ball, and then he's kind of there in and around when you are then trying to create that chance. So yeah, I do get that pressing forward, and then sometimes I'm like, all right, I, yeah, he scored in about four games. Time, time to switch to the fast forward. Yeah, and not a couple um, goals. We've, we've got a lad, uh, we've got a Taiwanese striker, Thai, sorry, Thai, a striker from Thailand, sorry, uh, yeah. called Mawenta. Quite a few people have heard oh, of him, yeah, a guy called yeah, Mawenta. Yeah. Uh, so we've got him up front with Pedro Mendes, who's not the lad who played at Portsmouth. Uh, so I Mendes know, scores. Yeah. I still loads, think I, yeah. I think it's from like I want to say it's Boa Vista or Maritimo or something. Possibly. I don't know why I've had him. At, yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know if he was on loan to like Italy, Ascoli. I don't know why he's at mm -hmm. Ascoli in my head, but I know exactly yeah. who he talked about. I used to sign him. I think it was about two years ago, maybe before my job. Yeah, as, my, just, as far as I remember, like the sort of the pr uh, perfect pressing forward profile in the game yeah yeah 100%. yeah yeah and just goals 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 yeah. but, but made of paper like he just, <laughs> he'll, he'll crumble like he'll score you eight goals then he'll be out for six weeks and you're like oh god <laughs> but then he'll come back and he'll and somehow he'll still end up with like you know a goal every game and you're like so how have you done that like you went through periods where you haven't scored and periods where you've been injured but he does the job. So when he's not scoring, Moenta's in there. He's now starting to get the groove. Yeah. As I say, Bellingham and, and Vue are picking balls. Like they're coming a bit, sort of, not deep, but they're like sort of two thirds of the way into the yeah. area and they're spotting the runs of the outside wingers. They're cutting these little passes through that are just sort of dragging the defenders on the wrong side, which is fantastic to look at in the match engine. We've got Sago from Arsenal. 
Oh, him on a free transfer. Yes. So he's he's come through. We've got Cade Gordon, who's come through from Liverpool. Yeah. So we're keeping that sort of like English contingent in there. We've got um Kessler Hayden from Villa. Ooh. Who played he played 30 matches in the Premier League and we signed him on a free. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Makes no sense. Like they released him. And I was like, well, you can come to you can come to us. And That's um crazy. so he's now my my wing back on the right hand side. Um and we've got Simon Brolin, the six foot eight Swedish goalkeeper. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean wow. he saves he saves all the penalties basically because he <laughs> just fills the whole goal. <laughs> so we mentioned at the start of, of, of last episode that this is my first sort of foreign foray into Europe. Okay. I finished yeah. fourth last season and I said I'd started pretty well and I was a bit worried that I'd maybe started a little bit too well. <laughs> well, it turns out that's continued. Okay. And I'm no still way. a little bit worried because <laughs> the January transfer window has closed, Oof. which is fine. We didn't lose anybody. See, that, was, the busy that was period. Key. Yeah, I was expecting this is when we're going to lose people. And I was thinking, well, we need to bring players in because what we said at the start of last week's episode was, well, how do I plan for a European adventure? Do I treat it as two games and I'm out? Or do I treat it as <laughs> you're here for the full thing yeah. and the Greek Cup and the league? So it turns out, we're still in Europe. Wow. We're in the round of 16 in the Conference League. Don't know how that's happened. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> was gonna say. <laughs> Who have you got um, in there? We've got Tottenham. And we've just knocked out Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase that. We've just battered Rangers over two legs. Uh, we beat them 4-1 at their place. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, is this a bad Greek year or are our team just good? And like all the chat are going, I think we've just got a good team. Like we're playing really <laughs> nice football at the minute. So we battered them. So we're playing Spurs in the uh, in the round of 16. Now Spurs yes. beat us 2-0 in the initial conference phase, league yeah. phase. And it was 2-0. And I was like, oh, right. We played well. We didn't two nil was fair enough, right? Yeah. So we played Spurs in the first leg. We went two nil up at home, two nil up. Then they get a goal back. And I'm like, all right, fair enough, whatever. We then go three one up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, normal services resume. <laughs> they get a penalty. And somehow before half time, it's three two, and we're like dominating the game, and it shouldn't be three two. Like, yeah. that's far too close. Um and then, of course, the inevitable happens. There's a ball played over the top, picked Aww. up, and then there's a strike from about 25 yards. It's a it's a brilliant goal, by the way. It's Aww. a brilliant goal. But it's 3-3, three, three, and I'm like, I don't think that's a fair result. Yeah. So we've now got to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 3-3, three, three, no away goals, thankfully, which is going to be helpful, yeah. but... We've got to go there and get something. But what's interesting, and you'll like this, and I'm sad that Steve's not here, by the way. Uh, he's, failed, he's failed a late fitness test. We should have probably mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken us like 20 minutes in. They go, I think I'm going to address that Steve's not here. No, not here. <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. Um, so we go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 3 3. Spurs, Aaron, are 18th in the Premier League. Wow. Two points behind Sunderland. Wow, big Spurs, still in charge. Spurs are one of those sides though that tend to 
I would struggle in football manager. Like when you're not managing them, and sometimes yeah. you just have a look at the Premier League. It's them and Brighton recently as well. I'm like, whoa, Brighton are definitely too good to be there as well. But then it makes me smile when I see whenever I see Luton out of the bottom three. I'm like, go on, you start rooting, <laughs> like, go on, Luton, you start checking back, and it's, they're slowly dropping deep. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you, you let me down. You've let me down. Yeah. So so we've got the interesting. So the second leg is going to be really interesting uh, as we go there. We're into the semi-finals of the Greek Cup. We've gone further than we've ever gone before. So we smashed Panathinaikos 3-0 and 3-1. We're now up against Pauksalonika. We've lost the first leg 2-1. But that's because we rested players, because obviously we've got the European games as well. So I'm in this difficult moment now where we qualified for the championship group, which is the top six. We qualified in December. We were that (laughs) far ahead at the top of the league. (laughs) that we've guaranteed to finish in the top six come December. We've gone into this championship group, which of course is now just the top five. We have lost a couple of games because players are starting to get fatigued and we're rotating around and going, well, what's our preference? Is it the league? Is it the cup? Is it Europe? And it kind of has to be Europe because we need that for the coefficients, but it needs to be the league because we need to win the league. (laughs) Um, So we've gone from being five or six points clear, I think, at the top of the table to being maybe like a point or two behind. So we're in third, I think, but we're one point separates first and third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in this really difficult spot now where all we have to play is the top six. We've got <laughs> 10 games to go, and that could decide whether or not we are going to be champions for the first time in this save or whether we at least we're at least getting into Europe. Like that's clearly it's gonna be yeah. nigh on impossible to finish sixth. <laughs> like we're about 20 points clear or something. Like we can't finish sixth. It's so that, it's gonna be is it Champions horrible, League? Is it Europa League? Do we win do we win Europe? Do we win the cup? We don't know. Like so much riding on it. And yeah, we've just got a team that's like they're just cooking at the minute, man. It's so much fun to watch. Like going into Big games against AK and Olympiacos and Panathinaikos yeah. and Pau- with no fear, and we're just going out and we're just beating them. Like we beat AK three nil in their place, just and just pummeled them. I'm like, we're all right. That that championship group would scare me though. That I can't imagine going in in that situation and then losing mm-hmm. losing the first game. That would, I think my head would be gone from. Death. I'd be like, all right, lads, it's over, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that that would be me. Just resignation yeah. in hand already. Like, sorry. So there's a, I was doing um a niece replication, but mm-hmm. I was so I played the games, and then this one I got like into it because um PSG I was top of the table and I was like, wait, this tactic is actually pretty good. We might. This is like the first time I've actually seen someone mm. topple PSG. Like, what's going on? And we're doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm telling everyone on Twitter. We've got like, I think it was like 14 games <laughs> left. And it was like, I'm going to do the title the title thing on, on Twitter. Like, we can't bottle. It was like, there was a goal that we scored. And it was like, it was so insane. I posted on Twitter. I was like, we cannot score a goal like that and bottle the title. And then, yeah, there was one game against Nantes. And it was like, we're 1-0 up. Everything is so comfortable. And I just see someone going with two foot the scissor challenge. I'm like, fourth red oh. card. And then like the worst thing is, is like there's not even a all right. Let's just grind it out until halftime. It was like red card concede. Like literally just instantly. <laughs> so it was like, um, do I push? Do I stick? What the? What do I go cautious? And then yeah, none. Just like every time the ball went to um, Wahi is it, his name is Wahi as a striker. Just go, mm. go. 
So then it was like, now there's like two points between us and we've got to play PSG at home as well. A couple of games go by, we just, both of us are winning and it was a PSG game. Go one nil up again with Dante Head. I'm going mad. I'm like, it's happening, it's happening. And then I just go back onto Football Manager because I posted it on Twitter. Go back to Football Manager and I can see the momentum thing just, it was up there for Nice oh. and just went boom. <laughs> and it was just at the bottom, but all you can see is Mbappe's name. Dembele, Moani, Mbappe, Dembele, Moani. It was just, yeah. The game ended 5-2, basically. The game wow. ended 5-2. And I was just so gutted, man. So gutted. Because that's just, you know when you do that, you jinx yourself almost, where you're like, mm-hmm. ah. Because I posted the league table, and I was like, so from this from this position, how many points behind PSG are we going to end up? Bear in mind, <laughs> we're like six points ahead of them. So it was like that jinx, but you just, at the same time, you kind of like, you can feel it in it. And then it was at that point, and then I look at the results, and it was like 6-0, 4-0, 5-0. They're not even conceding. I think they conceded like 11 or 10 goals the whole season. Even wow. nine, maybe. Insane, man. The goal that's difference. Like, plus, yeah, the goal difference is almost plus 90. I don't know how anyone's supposed to compete with that. <laughs> and that's a computer playing as well. Not even the, a human. They don't even know what they're doing, apparently. So, <laughs> they've definitely yeah. just went on <laughs> FM24 gigging press. And they're just, yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. That's what they've done. If you, if, you, if you look at PSG and they're using Aaron's tactics, it's like, oh, this is my tactics. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. And it was just like, yeah, there, and there's nothing you could do. You could do it's just like PSG. And it was just like, you know, even tactically, it's like, there's no point even trying. Well, you've said this one out of time. You've said this before, though, haven't you? Like when you're managing those sorts of leagues, like France, of course, is the obvious one. It's yeah. a little bit like like where I am in Greece as well. Like you sort of you think you're really far ahead, but then you realise you're not because then you have to start <laughs> looking at the other teams. And you're like, oh no, now I'm focusing on them, and one yeah. slip up is all it takes, and everything else is gone. Like Olympiacos having a bad season, AIK are having an okay season. Yeah, I'm having the best season I can possibly have, <laughs> and somehow I've, I've slipped a third, and I'm like, yeah. How? Like, how? It's, it's like, a bit like the Premier League now, isn't it? Like to top Man- Manchester City, you've got to have like damn near a perfect season. Like you've got to be hitting over ninety points at least, mm. and that's just insane to think that's the what the, the norm the in norm. football. Yeah, yeah, that is mental. Well, thankfully, we don't need to get that in Greece, but I think we will end up with quite a high, <laughs> quite a high number of points. There's only thirty-four games so. in league, and you still need to get that just to beat PSG. Oh mm. man. Yeah, well, it should be good. It should be good. So hopefully uh, in the next episode, we'll know whether or not we're celebrating as as champions or whether it's just back into Europe for another time. And, you know, for me, it, it, it's fine. The expectation was to finish fifth. According yeah, to the media, yeah, yeah, was finished yeah. fifth. The the board was still going, well, if we can finish top half, I'm like, I like you a lot. I like you a lot. Um, but I've just been given a four-year contract, so so I'm very happy with that. So they clearly they want me to stay, and I want to stay. There's no need to, to move around. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we should start to get a little bit closer to, uh, to that builder nation. Uh, we have mentioned, of course... Uh, that, that Steve isn't here. Um, it's bizarre, isn't it? We got the band back together last week, and then <laughs> the band are kind of like, can't do two tours in, in a row. Unfortunately, yeah. I've got to do one. Two or the other. Um, yeah, Steve. Unfortunately, <laughs> he failed the late fitness test. He's uh, he's he's got, he's got a nasty cold. There's quite a lot of it coming about in a minute. So um, I should say uh, I'm going to read from the script here. That this is what he's put. Okay, uh, this is Steve's words verbatim. Okay. Now, producer Steve has failed a late fitness test and won't be joining us for this episode, but he has given us a helping hand with the script through a haze of cough medicine <laughs> and decongestant tablets. So if any of the things I say in this episode are a bit 
out there, that will be why. Okay, so just so everyone knows, whatever nonsense I say now, it's Steve's fault, right? It's not mine. <laughs> well, Steve wrote it, I have to say it. Um, what I will say, what I will say, Aaron, and this is definitely not scripted, this is a massive thank you to everyone who yes. has joined us on Patreon this week. Another busy uh, squad building uh, episode over on Patreon. So the last couple of weeks we've had uh, Owen Falvey, we've had Keith Tinker, James Denson, James Nair, and Paul Wardle all come and join us over on Patreon. Uh, thank you so much to see everyone who has done that. If you want to become a member of the squad and receive exclusive bonus content every single Monday, Aaron, there's a new Patreon exclusive episode drop in and yes. early access to these public episodes. Where could people sign up if they wanted a little bit more FM show in their life, that is? Well, if you want to become a member too, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod. That's patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod. And we've also put a link in the description of the show because that's how cool we are. It's time to say hello to the newest sponsor of the FM show. Everybody say hello to full-time prints. Full-time prints offer a variety of prints to give football fans the chance to remember their favourite football moments forever. They currently offer a range of goals, team sheets, commentary and league tables. Prints are available in A4 through to A1 and can be bought with or without a frame. It makes the perfect gift for occasions such as Christmas, birthdays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just because presents like Seriously, this is the perfect gift for every football fan. You want to go on the website, browse what they've got. They've got so many things to choose from, whether it's teams, European teams, international teams, moments that happen. And if you can't find something you like, you can even do a custom request. You can create anything you've seen yourself. Maybe you've seen a goal you want to relive. You can have that. Maybe you want to relive the first match you ever attended. Or maybe, if you're a football manager fan, you might want to do a custom one just designed for football manager that immortalises your save forever. You can have a print done that has all your trophies, the entirety of the save, the key moments. Maybe you want to relive the Champions League final and have your team sheet and everything on there. You can do that with full-time prints. I'm thinking I'll get myself one and I'm going to put it right behind my head in my office just behind here. And as a little sweetener for you, we've got a little bit of discount to help you out here. So use the code THEFMSHOW. We'll get you 10% off your entire order. Go to fulltimeprints.com. Use the discount code THEFMSHOW. That's 10% off your entire order. And there's free shipping on orders over 50 quid. So go get yourself a full-time print. Immortalize that football manager save. Let us know what you've got. Visit fulltimeprints.com. Use the discount code the FM show, get yourself 10% off, and remember free shipping on orders over 50 quid. Right, main meat and bones of today's show, then we are going to talk about drum roll one of the most requested things to talk about. Aaron, it's Wonder Kids. Yes. And the reason that we're going to talk about that is obviously, as we say, it is uh, requested, but we probably yeah. need to work out, first of all, what a Wonder Kid actually is. Now, we sort of chatted about this literally as we were setting up yeah. to get started. <laughs> if 
their a dictionary definition of yeah. one <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. Before we record, like, is there an actual definition of one the kid? Because to me, it's just like I just watch football and she'd be like, oh, he's got potential. He's a one the kid sort of thing. Obviously, in football manager, it's a bit different. There'll be a more of a definition so football manager can recognize or you can recognize that player is a wonder kid. And I do believe in football manager is once they reach a certain current ability and reputation as well. I think reputation is a big part of it. And it kind of makes sense as well, sort of in real life. So if you look at the wonder kids in real life, they are all players with very high reputation. We all kind of know about them or we somewhat know of their potential as well. So I'm, 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 that's what I'm leaning towards as one the kid. I want the kid that has that you can recognize, or majority can recognize, has huge potential, and they are also got some uh, large reputation behind them. Yeah, because I think that's that's where I always look at. So I instantly go for 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 potential, yeah. but the reputation thing is probably maybe something that I'm not focusing on enough. Yeah, in that sense. So, um, Aaron, you've obviously got the game up in front of you. Um, yeah, as we are now. Now. If we are going to go Wonder Kid Scout, and I suppose we get asked all the time in streams, don't we? Like, you know, or you maybe get asked in, yeah, or, 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 or in the Discord, you know, there's a little <laughs> link for the Discord below, um, talking about Wonder Kids, talking about how we attract them, talking about who the best Wonder Kid that they've got is, what sort of attributes do we look for for a Wonder Kid? I mean, where do we even where do you want to begin where do you want to begin Aaron should we talk about let's talk about attributes first of all then because for me I may might sound a bit contentious here I don't know whether attributes for wonder kids sort of there's no sort of like rhyme or reason for them is there like you can look at something and go like oh this kid's got 15 for determination let's say for example they're a striker right 15 yeah. for determination, they've got 14 for finishing, they've got 15 for composure. Uh, because it's FM, they've got eight for work rate. And <laughs> they've maybe got 16 for pace and acceleration. You're like, okay, cool, this kid could be pretty good. And he's got a few other sort of like decent attributes as well. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to become a wonder kid. Like You can see those attributes in pretty much most players in Brazil, I would imagine. Like, yeah. So those attributes straight away don't mean wonder kid. No, they don't. And sometimes as well, I do like, you don't really know or you won't have a full idea of where a player is in their career as well. So some players can actually max out their potential pretty early as well. So I don't really use attributes. <clears throat> It depends. So if I'm looking for a winger, I always want pace. So I'm going, I'm going to look for pace. And if it's a one kid, so I'm looking at someone that, okay, this person, this player might become a club hero or whatever it is. They need to be really good. So for a winger, then I might be looking at pace and dribbling. For a striker, again, it might be pace again and finishing. But it's just like one or two attributes rather than trying to build a whole player around attributes. Even, even centre-backs, I probably would even, I don't think I would even Search an attribute for a centre back if I was looking for one the kid. Maybe determination, possibly, because if you've got good determination, then there's also a higher possibility or a good possibility that he's going to progress and reach his potential as well. So determination, I guess you could always use, but then again, it's not the be all because you can find someone with a determination of eight, bring them in, tutor them, or mentor them now in football manager, and that can boost as well. 
So even determination, like it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm never gonna sign that guy because his determination is on nine because it can actually prove improve drastically. Yeah, it's no, it's not as easy anymore, is it? Now yeah. they've, they've they're onto us a little bit because <laughs> determination, determination used to be for me, yeah, the, the key attribute for any youngster, irrespective yeah. of whether they're under kid or not, and and for any player really. If you're determined to work hard, then chances are you will improve because you're putting the work in. That's how I understand determination to be. Granted, if that player's personality doesn't work accordingly with determination, yeah. they're really determined, but they're fickle. Yeah. Somehow you might get someone who's really determined, but unambitious. It can yeah, happen. Yeah. Like yeah. that's gonna gonna be a jarring uh, mix. So you're not gonna get an absolute wonder kid. But you might have yeah. someone who's just got a whole dearth of natural ability and they're not that fussed about getting better. I mean, maybe exactly. just upon it last, last week, Dimitar Berbatov didn't really strike me as someone who was out there to constantly work hard, but you knew that he was, but he didn't look like he was yeah, yeah. hard miles in. He was, but he was just so talented. Like, yeah. So I guess in game, like I've got a lad from, because for me, like often wonder kids surprise me. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> like listening and watching the podcast, going, "Oh, Tony, no, really, you do shock us that you, that you find one of the kids by accident in the third division of Finland." Like, um, yeah. So I've got a guy in in my current Larissa side, and I think he's probably about to touch into Wonder Kid territory. Yeah, um, he is a nineteen-year-old Indonesian centre back. I can't remember if I've talked to you about this before or not. Um, nah, I certainly no. mentioned it on the episode with Second Yellow Card. Yeah, yeah. So, 19-year-old Indonesian centre-back. He's five foot eight, so alarm bells should be ringing at this point. <laughs> He's a centre-back at five foot eight. Okay, His jumping reach is nine, understandably. His heading is 13. So if they're putting low crosses in, he's getting them, right? He's on the form. <laughs> John Terry style. Yeah. You know, in school, when you'd like, you'd like nod them in on the line, like, you can do that, right? But, and work rate's not brilliant, but his determination is something like 18. His marking is 16. His tackling is 19. His anticipation is 15. I'm like, this kid's incredible. Like, I just yeah. know that he's going to be good. He, like on his star things, it's like, oh, possibly libero. I'm like, yeah, yeah. possibly libero. <laughs> Realistically, more likely to be a fullback. But yeah, like I'm looking at him, and because we've signed him for nothing, and, and the game's now saying he might be worth about ten million quid. Like he might end up as as a possible wonder kid. Now, yeah, that's not necessarily purely just down to him is it that's down to other factors as well like our coach is bringing him on mentoring all that sort of stuff we can almost develop a player into yeah, yeah. Being the kid is that right yeah you can and but you can't like, the one that, uh, within the venue yeah but what i wanted to say is that you don't get carried away with the, the label though because it's yes. just a label from the media it's not mm -hmm. really telling you that this is a wonder kid and he's gonna be amazing. Don't you don't doesn't everyone remember those every time, every year or so in the uh, in the newspaper, and we've got this the England team in the future and what it could be. And they've just got yeah. so like the England possible lineup in 2030. And it's gonna have like the players that are kind of known now, 
around the youth systems uh, that's going on right now, but not all of them are going to make it. It's never, it's never a thing where he, because he's a wonder kid, he's going to be the next Messi sort of thing. He can be a wonder kid and literally fizzle out once he gets to the age of 21 and 22. It could be, it could mean that he played a lot when he was young, he developed pretty quickly mm-hmm. and that's it. He's just, he's just there now. That's, that's the, that's the furthest he can go. Or there's going to be some guys that don't really get as many games at that age, don't really get that wonder kid label. But as they get to 21, 22, 23, and they're playing so many games, whether it's at Benfica or something like that, again, I'm using Benfica because you can kind of see this happen in real life as well, where then they play a lot of games at that age and then boom, they're sold on for massive amounts of money and they become to be world-class players, but they never had that wonder kid status. In my head, I'm picturing... Ruben Diaz. Now they've got Jao yeah. Felix, who was the one the kid, and he's for sure blah 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 blah. And you've got Ruben Diaz now, who has won the Champions League. He's won. The, he's won the Premier League. He's basically a top centre back for Manchester City. Whereas Jao Felix, everyone's thinking, what's the next step for him? Like <laughs> mm. he's on the bench at Barcelona, sort of thing. Yeah, and I, yeah, there's there's so many, isn't there? There's so many yeah. players who, as you say, like. You look and go, oh yeah, this kid's going to be fantastic, and then and they might not even be fantastic for you. I mean, again, look look at real world examples. Jaden Sancho, like, you know, yeah, yeah, he didn't fit in. It he was at Man City, I believe, wasn't he? And then went yeah, to yeah. Dortmund, and then shot yeah. at Dortmund, and then came back to United, and it's now of course back out of Dortmund. But it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that the players that you're are in your team, yeah, you know, they might not look to you as their wonder kids. They might become wonder kids in exactly. a different environment, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and even then. Just the fact that it says Wonder Kid, as you say, like you need to almost go right. That's the he has the core attributes, abilities of being a Wonder Kid. He could develop into a really good player, yeah. but it requires the right setup, the right coaches, the right training, yes. the right team around him, the right. Um, you know, like about game time, like the right style of game time, the yeah. right, he's got to be playing the right position, the right role. Like you don't know. There's so many variables go into this. Yeah, exactly. And it's no longer a case of, oh yeah, you buy him because it says wonder kid and he scores loads of goals for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Which I guess is, is great now that it is a bit more, there's no exact science to it, but I'm sure some people may be listening to this going, but I liked it when you did just sign Freddie Adu and he got you <laughs> loads of goals and that was that was easy. Like why why is it so difficult now? Well I guess because of what happened what starts to happen in real life as well. And Freddie Adu himself is a great example of why I don't think the game should be geared that way anyway, because if there's a wonder kid, it means that he's sold on to be this elite player in the future. I think there are certain players though, like that don't there will, there will always be those certain players where it's sort of, all right, this guy's nailed on, like it's nailed on, so thing. Like, yeah. There's always going to be that those, those those handful, but there's always also that another big pool of players where they're, they're just that wonder kid that they can possibly go on to be this great player, or they might not be able to. But mm. yeah, I just it might it's part of the fun though when you do sort of miss out on the, or you think someone is a wonder kid. This I've done this so many times with manager where. I'm on stream and then we get so excited that we think we just found like a whole bag of wonder kids. We sign a lot of them and like, there's only actually one guy that actually might turn out to be world-class here sort of thing. And he kind of let down, but it's the learning curve sort of thing as well. Mm. And it doesn't mean yeah. that the, that player is a bad player. 
if elite player is just elite, there's only so many elite players in the world anyway. So mm-hmm. he can still be a good player or a decent enough player for you. So don't automatically again be turned off because he's not rapidly developing like you like you thought he would or imagine. If he's performing, he's performing. That's that is a great point because so many people. I think in an apology for anyone who's listening going, oh God, Tony's about to talk about real life football. <laughs> like, I know, I'm sorry. I'll get back to, to this in a second, right? But I've heard people talk about players going, oh, you know, these players, like there's, we don't have a world-class X, Y, and Z. Like there is no world, like there's about four world-class players, surely. Like the definition of world-class yeah, yeah. is they will fit every single team. There's only a handful of world class players. Not every team has yeah. one. Like, you exactly. know, like, yeah, yeah. Not every team has multiple world class exactly. players. Like, it's so a bit like Saka, really right? Good. Like, like yeah. we saw, like, what was it? He's 22 and he's got like 100 goal contributions. Is that, yeah, but he's still not that world class player. Is it? Still, and it's just like, wow, like, you can't, you do know what I mean? But then you would never say no to a Saka, would you? So, like, because they're not going to be that elite or they're not at that elite stage, it doesn't mean they're not a good player or they can be highly effective for you. It just means, look, they're not Messi. They're not Ronaldo. They're not Benzema. <laughs> like Jude Bellingham's not even there yet, but you yeah. sense that he's probably the closest yeah. to being that, there. Like, I like, do, like, yeah. like even Mbappe, I guess there's always a, there's a, there's yeah, a question that, of whether he is yeah. that level, you know? Yeah, but yeah. You look at a, a Bellingham and you're sort of going, yeah, he probably is the next one who's going to yeah, exactly, reach yeah. those heights because he's just so much better than yeah. everyone else. And it's those those sort of examples in the Haaland and Bellingham where you're looking at them and like, for me, this is a bit nailed on. They're gonna be they're gonna be really good players, aren't they? No matter what happens, they're gonna be really good players. Okay, so if you're in the market yeah. for Wonder Kids, right? And I know this episode is probably geared towards managers who are in the championship or the Premier League levels, like so, you know top uh higher uh ranked divisions i guess to try and buy them i suppose you maybe would you could generate them in, in other nations so we're about to go on to now you can be generating those those players like where would you start to be looking for wonder kids i guess domestically is there any sort of teams that tend to produce quite a lot or should we look more interestingly as to what nations tend to produce wonder kids a little bit more frequently because there's one nation that's already at the front of my head and I'm going, <laughs> let's say that. Let's say it. Uh, you know what? Previously on Football Manager, it, it used to be Serbia. Mm-hmm. I used to just fly to Serbia like every yeah. season because there's always that one player that's just insane at Partizan. And it's just, <laughs> it was just like, that was, it was just a given. And it was like a midfielder or a centre-back and just like, there's no one like this guy. So that was, that used to be my sort of, because it was always a cheap, I know many mm-hmm. people go to Brazil. Sometimes, though, Brazil can be a bit costly. Argentina, sometimes, it's a bit cheaper. It all depends, again, because it obviously depends on the team as well. But for me, yeah. it used to be Serbia. But now, because I like to use data a lot, I kind of try and find obscure players anyway. And then from nations that... Actually, nations don't really matter. I do go a bit, ooh, when it's from Portugal, though. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I always get this, ooh, sort of thing from Portugal. And Spain that. as well. For for some reason, I don't trust Spanish youngsters because I think they're all good in the football manager mm-hmm. and surely there can't be that many good players in Spain. So I think that like, there's so many of good players that have reached their peak early sort of thing and it's kind of difficult to weave out the ones that are great and then the ones that are just going to stay at that level. 
that is a fantastic point and definitely something that we need to consider as managers when we're doing our scouting because we always bang up on this drum about sort of saying, right, okay, you will maybe see, so your scouts maybe bring your report saying, okay, this kid's currently one and a half stars, two stars, yeah. four and a half star potential. And everyone goes, he's oh, got four and a half star potential. And you're like, okay, right, first of all, that's <laughs> potential based on what your scout thinks. So that's based on your scout's ability to judge yeah. potential accurately, which we know <laughs> is a floating thing. It's not 100% nailed on. So many factors, of course, we go into that. That two and a half stars or two stars that is now is also a guesstimate, and that's in comparison to the players in your current squad. So yeah, he might not even be a two-star player. He might never become a four-star player. In, and again, in comparison to your current squad, yeah, um, everyone can be wrong. Of course they can. <laughs> um, but you're right. Some players and some nations, those players will look better because they are naturally more gifted. Like I think we all could all probably agree that most Brazilian footballers are fairly decent. Like, yeah. that, like, like per like the amount of players there are, you would presume most Brazilian players are better than most um, players from, I don't know, like sort of Finland, for example. Yeah. yeah. Like, so your chances of finding a good player in Brazil far higher, your chance of finding an incredible player in Finland. If you're the best player in Finland and you're so good, like kind of easy you're count, gonna right? be better, right? Yeah. Like look at like I always go like Serbia said perfect. Croatia. Oh, Croatia. There's always, oh. always an absolute belter. There's in always Croatia. a Luka Modric there. Always Isn't there? a Dario Simic. There's, there's always. Like, nah, yeah. I think the one that when you start off in the game, I know we're kind of supposed to do this a little later anyway when we're talking about one of the kids, but there's this like Martin Petruna, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And I just remember opening up FM and just seeing him like, there's a, there's another one. This is every year there is one from Croatia. Every year. There was that um, Bio or Bello. Yeah, Dion, yeah, Dion Belger, yeah. And so last year, you could say it was the year for target forwards without actually mm-hmm. using that role. So everyone used to buy target forwards, but just use them and advance forward anyway. So so you can always go and you can have a little nosy about in Croatia. And there's always someone who sat there who's like 35 grand, but the second yeah. you buy him is worth 75 million. Grand. Yeah, yeah. Yes, kids, yeah. kids going to be great. Like, Croatia, Serbia. I'm going to go Belgium as well. Belgium is actually incredibly cheap Belgium's for the quality of what you can actually get. Yeah, yeah. Belgium is another I, one. I like Uruguay. Ooh, Uruguay that's... gets you a little bit cheaper alternatives to your yeah, Argentinians yeah, and your yeah. Brazilians. Yeah, Uruguay. I'm waiting for... I want... I don't know. We're supposed to be doing countries that are producing wonder kids, not the ones that you want to. But for some, Ecuador, I don't know why I just want. I want like I want someone from. I want my Moses because like the guy that you just mm-hmm. you just find somewhere and then you just bring him over and all of a sudden just bam he explodes and then he's this eighty million guy from uh, from Ecuador. I don't know why but why I want him to be Ecuador, but I just want one from Ecuador and I've never I had fit, one. Though. I think we're fair. Like I'm I'm finding a lot of and again maybe not full. Maybe this is the wrong the wrong um, episode for it, but I'm I'm spotting a lot of good talent 
out in out in Africa who's coming into my my group yeah, sides yeah, now. And yeah. like I'm yeah. getting like loads like Malian, Senegalese, like yeah. um Ghanaian, like and we're just having a great time bringing those players in developing generation, them up Nigeria. Is it, is it in Nigeria. Gen, generation, like, generation foot, foot. Oh, ridiculous. Man, so that's good. Just, that's just that's a farm. That's a wonderful farm. Isn't it just and <laughs> South Africa. Like yeah, getting the South, quality yeah, of South African yeah. footballers coming through now. South really, Africa's really good. Are, it, I, I do get this thing where like they get weird profiles where like there's just so good in certain areas and then they'll be like like advanced forward like they'll have so mm. much great attributes and then the actual one that you're looking at finishing is like seven yeah. <laughs> it's like everything else is great and then finishing seven yeah yeah this kid advanced playmaker he's got he's got technical ability he's got flair he's got passing he's got a vision of three like just come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but it's like I would I always want to do one of those saves where you are like sort of a Benfica I think Benfica is too much because obviously mm. you'd be very good in your league but you could mm. a Vittorio Gimerish. I don't know yeah 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 I'd just be one of those teams and then have that sort of um, transfer rule where you are only signing players from those sort of places anyway bring them over and ho- hopefully you can be one of those teams that earn money from that way and then hopefully you can push on in football manager and be successful what? I always wanted to do a save like that well, this is why those homegrown saves are really popular, aren't they? Because yeah. you are developing your own players, and and like I think that you know we can we we know that there's certain clubs in 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 England, of course, who've historically bit produced you know wonder kids and really good quality players. Now, part of it, as I say, part of it is going to be down to your your youth recruitment and your youth setup. Now, end of the season, everyone gets really excited. Youth recruitment day. You're like, end what of have the I season. Got? What have I got? I'm Message like in the summer about my preview. What football manager I threw that in? You just nah, you've just killed me with that one because now my hope was up for the whole season. I'm playing yeah. games thinking intake, <laughs> my yeah, intake. So, so, so youth intake comes in in what March? Mar- I, think it is, I say March, it? April, yeah. yeah. And we, so in my save, we've just imp- we've just improved our youth uh facilities, and I'm like, yeah. oh, ho, ho, this is gonna be good. <laughs> And then we get our youth recruitment preview and it's all just ease. And I'm like, great. See, like- I see if I get an inbox with full of ease, I'm mm. way more hopeful than when I get an inbox with A's and A pluses. Cause then I yeah. always get let down with E is like, all right, my expectations low anyway. So if I can, <laughs> <laughs> if I see it, it's, it's that fun bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then it's just like, you just get this major excitement if you do get an elite talent come through your youth thing anyway but i think i did read when you do improve your facilities it still can take a season or so to actually have a real effect so you can imagine in real life you just built let's say i've just built this fantastic infrastructure in the park right there i'm then not going to instantly just get brilliant yeah i'm not going to just instantly get in a thing it's going to take maybe a whole year training and blah 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 that's this what, what I think as mind, well. Like we we've got to win the league. That of course you know brings more players in because at the minute yeah, you know, yeah. we're still little Larissa. Like you know no one wants to come <laughs> and play for us just yet. But if we're suddenly you know the champions, then all of a sudden kids from everywhere are going to be like we can come over here and have a bit of a bit of a look around um, in terms of like scouting and stuff. So if you were if you were to try and get your scouts to look for wonder kids, right? Let's use the game. How would you do this, Aaron? How would you want to do it? I think I'll go into my scouting. I would make sure that I'm actually first go into my staff on the left hand side, skip all these tutorials, 
then go into um, responsibilities, the drop down menu, go to scouting. And where it says assigning scouts at the moment, it is my director of football, but I'm just going to make sure that I'm the one controlling that just because that's what I need to do. And then I'm going to go into scouting and then it's going to be all in my recruitment focus, I believe. I actually can't do it right now because I'm on the first day of the season. So it's not allowing me to do it. But this is where I'm just going to skip a day or so. And that is where basically I will do it. I go there and then I'll set my... So I was talking about actually having an African... I can do it now. So I was talking about having an uh, African sort of recruitment idea. And this is... You can even do it here. So I've got my brilliant recruitment focus. And it's got age between 15 and 50. We're going to make this 15 and 20 because the max age for one the kid will be 20. I'm just going to leave this on transfer type. And then under it, we've got minimum current ability. Now, Tony mentioned it earlier. Remember, this is going to be your scouts, um, his opinion. And he's only going to feed you. So at the moment, we've got two stars and he's only going to feed you what he thinks is two stars at that moment. But he can be wrong. So what I do is actually drop this down and I go, I start entering into the grey stars. So basically... Mm-hmm. We're starting at zero. I don't care about your starting ability. I just want to know that you've got some potential, basically. And then I can sort of look at your profile and then I can judge for myself about your current ability. And then for minimum, I will go for around three and a half stars. And then in further details is where you can kind of set your, if you've got any recruitment plans. So let's say nationality, it could be from, you can be from um, Germany, it could be Mexican or creation. And this is basically where I will set out. But, but just for one of the kids, so we're not thinking about um, any recruitment plans. We just want one of the kids. I would actually have my priority as well here at the bottom. I'm going to just make sure this is an ongoing. Now, you can be a bit more technical with this. So if you've got an assigned scout and you know that your scout is very good in the South America regions, then for areas, I would just choose the South American. And then this is where you can have multiple recruitment focuses. So you can send one to South America, to Europe, or certain places in Europe, certain places in Africa, and certain places in Asia. That's what you can do. Or let's just say, just generalizing, I've got one scout. He's just going to look for one of the kids. This is basically it. And I was just, this is what I would do. Go to confirm. And then hopefully some one of the kids will pop up over the days in my little search. Mm, and um, with that as well, of course, you're saying there that you're, you're looking for these massive recruitment meetings. Yeah. And so I've gone like, you know, you are going to have to go all over the world. Okay. Now, yeah. Is it possible to find scouts in the lower leagues? If you've only got a regional scouting focus, for example, maybe you can't afford to go out and about to South America, to Eastern Europe. Maybe you can't even afford to go to the the entire nation you're currently in. Like, what would you be (laughs) recommending at that point? Because (laughs) there's also the sort of the, the thing of, if you end up with one, like say, for example, your Oldham manager. Yeah. Yeah. And one comes through your your youth system. <laughs> like, how long is he in your club before you're sending him off to go and play somewhere else? Go yeah, like, he's not he's not going to be there for long, money, is he? <laughs> Unless he's got a high level of loyalty, then you might be lucky. But it's, if it's going to be a good uh, one, kid, then it's, it's likely he's going to have higher ambitions. And then yeah, mm. he's going to want to have to leave. But if I was a club like that, and this is not a good a great example because I'm currently buying Munich. I've only done this to make sure that a lot of players pop up in the feed when we're searching for well, yeah. them. And, and most, most people who are looking for winter kids are probably managing at the yeah. top level. So. so I've got a little filter here. I just did this for the show basically and there's just different ways. So when you're in player search, there's just different ways that you can search for a wonder kid. So always age between the max age would be 20. So I've got world reputation 
rotation and we can set this out good. And now there's 41 players that are popped up in my uh, shortlist here and some great, some good names here. We'll notice some Nico Williams, Florian Verts, Jeremy Pino, Wilfred Nonto, Antonio Silva. These are actually very good one kids. So we, you know that this method is going to bring you some very, uh, really good one kids. but it's not necessarily the most known around the world. It will be the most known as well in their continent. So we've got Alexandra Aravina and he's from Chile. So he's well known in Chile, of course. Vicente Pizarro is another one. And then you've got Mateus Arreo as well, that everyone loves a football manager. And he's mm-hmm. from Uruguay. So yeah, they will also pop up with some um, un- unknown one because to you, but obviously will be known in the continent. So you can that's one way you can do it. World reputation. You could do minimum uh, release clause as well, which is kind of a cheeky way mm-hmm. of looking yeah. for one the kids as well. So let's say, for an example, I put this price at 10 million uh, minimum release clause. Go okay, and then we're just gonna search, and we've got oh a very nice one. The kid Valentin Barco has popped up on the list as well, which is a name that was gonna pop up later. This <laughs> 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 is eight million. We've also got Gianluca Prestiani, another name that was gonna pop up for me later. Mm-hmm. His release clause is nine million, and we've got um Arnau Martinez. So again, that's one way. Another way, one I don't know if this way would work or how great it is. Is seeing if they're actually in the main national team. That's also mm-hmm. sometimes could be a good sign. But obviously, we're talking about if we're Oldham. So if you are Oldham, a team like Oldham, of course, with world reputation, you wouldn't use good. You would drop it down until you start finding more names that pop up in your um, search. Yeah. So that sort of thing, even release clause. Of course, you're not going to be searching for 10 million. You might go to 10 grand. <laughs> and then you might find someone because, hey, we've got a few Americans here that are popped up under 10 grand. Mm-hmm. And then youth appearances as well, which is another kind of sneaky cheeky way that we've been doing online on on stream. But we do notice like sometimes you get a lot of players that are just not that good. But what you can do here is just basically grab all these players and then scout them. So you've basically done the initial search and now you've just handed it over to the scouts. They'd be like, I want your opinion basically on some of these players. What I would do, uh, if you're in the lower leagues, is instead of wasting all your money on scouts and scouting those players, I'd get them all in on trial if you can and scout oh, yes. yourself for free and do it yes. that way. So that's always quite a handy way of looking at. It. Not always going to work, of course. There's going to be some some clubs, of course, won't want them. that to happen. Some <laughs> players might not necessarily want to come, but it's a way of, of free scouting, I suppose. Yeah. Really, in the lower leagues. And um, one thing as well, which is quite interesting, and I'm going to put it in here because. We don't want it to put it at the end, which is the obvious place for it to go. But you can just search by media description if you don't want to be yeah. doing can you? Is that <laughs> still can. there? Because I remember I can't. It's 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 definitely in it's well. So it's definitely in the SAS skin that I'm using. You can search by media description. If it's in the default skin, I don't believe it is there. But in the custom skins, you can still search. Media description is Wonder Kid. Yeah, I think you know what. It's still in the game, but I don't think it's in the search. It's more, more in the filter. It's in a filter, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you can just do media description. And then uh, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube as well, hopefully we'll just pop this screen up quickly anyway. So you can see here, there's a lot. Oh, if I pr- sort it out by price tag, there are a lot of Wonder Kids. So we've got Giovanni Reina, Harvey Elliott, Pete Mato. Don't tell anyone about this one, though. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping out to what? Antonio Silva, Nico Williams. So there are quite a few, but you can tell as the price though starts to drop off. So the reputation 
you can tell that now it's starting to be a bit more general media descriptions and obviously their reputation is not as high. The transfer value is not as high as well. Maybe the transfer values has, has something to do with it here as well. Well, but again, I mean, that that's another great example you're saying there that the transfer values are dropping and that proves the point that we made early yeah. on that Wonderkid is just a description. It doesn't mean this player is going to reach the top heights. Yeah. They've been given a moniker to say this this kid's got a bit of potential. Yeah, How much yeah. potential? We don't know, but he's a bit. He's a, he's going to be all right. He's going to potentially do pretty well. So, again, you can you can literally search by the by the words of Wonder Kids. It doesn't mean <laughs> you're going to be finding the next hundred million pound player, but but you never know. You never know. Um, so, is there any specific positions, Aaron, that you think are more likely to find Wonder Kids? <laughs> Number tens. Wingers, attacking roles, I think. It's because uh, the reason why, maybe fullback as well, but I believe centre-back, holding midfielder and goalkeeper are such vital roles. It tends to require experience. You kind of have mm. to know where to be. And you sometimes you've got to be either the calm in your team, mm. the, uh, the someone that sets the t- uh, tempo as well, dictates the tempo. So that leader, tends, maybe. yeah, the leader. And that tends to come with experience. So I think you're more likely to find the Wonder Kid in the attacking areas where you're allowed more expression. Maybe you're allowed to make a mistake. If I have a young winger and I know he's skillful in training in a match, if he loses the ball, I want to be shouting at him, go again, go again, go again. But if I have a holding midfielder and he tries to do a cheeky turn and loses the ball, I'm not sure I'm going to be encouraging him to do it again every time we build out from the back, if it's costing our team sort of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. you are I, more likely to find in a, a, a wonder kid in the attacking areas. I have seen a wonder kid goalkeeper before, though. Yeah, I've seen uh, um, Dennis. In Foot Manager, I've definitely seen Dennis. There's a guy Dennis, Dennis Seaman. Yeah, 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 he's definitely. And I've, and I've had a couple, of, a couple of new gen goalkeepers I've seen that have come through as wonder kids, which is yeah. like, which I felt was, which I felt was pretty rare. Yeah. Which I guess sort of makes sense because so at the beginning how many times of, do you sort of like see I, the goalkeeper being the, the great, yeah, the best player I've, in the team? I've been put of. off playing young goalkeepers, to be honest, because it was mm. I think it was beginning of this year. It was my save in Italy, Barry, I think. And it was that sort of thing, like, why would I spend so much money on a goalkeeper, when I, uh, a good goalkeeper, like right now, when I could just buy sort of a wonder kid keeper? Mm. And it was just like, I'm looking at his attributes, it's like, this goalkeeper's mint. But on the match engine, it's just like, I, you look young, like you're playing like you're young. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He looks yeah, he looks a bit yeah. inexperienced out there. So, and I, I remember going onto Twitter because I couldn't work out why I'm conceding goals and I'm putting my goalkeeper's attributes, mm. and everyone's like, he's pretty good. And then, and then there will, there will be some comments that it's like, yeah, the age, the experience, this and that. And I'm like, you know what? I am not dealing with this again. I'm just going, mm. I'm going with 32 year olds. I don't even care what your profile's looking like. Your age, 32, you're on goal. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's how I recruit wonder kids myself. <laughs> like, you know, 46, good, and you get 10 years. Next so that's what I'm going with, yeah. Goalkeepers are tentative, but then obviously there are going to be one or two special, very special goalkeepers mm. from young age. Mm. Yeah, and who's who's the players that you've seen then? Who's who's the ones, the names to look out for? I guess that's also part of what people are here for in this episode, isn't it? Who's the who's the names that you have to sign? Well, if we're talking about goalkeepers, then it has to be Dennis Seaman. I believe his name is 
Not I'll spelt get... like David. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is he spelt like, yeah, is he spelt is. like the phone company <laughs> semen? Dennis spelt like Dennis, not like David. Semen spelt like semen. Sorry. So we look at his attributes, but in game, he is only 17 years of age. And you can see that he's got, he's one of those modern goalkeepers that like uh, the super keeper likes to play with the um the ball coming out from the goalkeeper, passing it to his centre-backs and all that good stuff. But his reflexes, his one-on-ones, his aerial reach and jumping reach are all fairly high. But another interesting thing about this goalkeeper is his leadership, his influence is also fairly high. So though I mentioned about not signing a young goalkeeper, Dennis Seaman is probably one of those that you'll make exception to because like I also mentioned, there are going to be one or two absolute special goalkeepers out there. Mm, okay, excellent stuff. So Dennis Seaman in there uh, as the goalkeeper pick. Defenders? Yeah. So for centre-back, I'm going to go with Lenny Yoro. Le- mm-hmm. Is it Lenny or Lenny Yoro? He's 17 years of age and he is a monster in the area as well. Six foot three. His jumping reach is 15. But again, men- remember, he's age is 17 in the game. Now, one of the big giveaways, I think, with this one, and one thing that you think, you know, he's probably going to turn out good is his value. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, when a player's attributes aren't that great. So he's got a lot of 11s and 12s, but he's got a lot of them. So it feels like he's just like a corner away from actually turning into a world-class player. He's and his good value, already. Yeah. yeah. And his value is at 32 billion to 39 million at the age of 17 playing for Lille. So he's not, mm-hmm. not the most reputable team in league. One. He's very young but very, very expensive from a young age. So I think that is also another decent indicator on football manager. He, he's probably going to be good. Yeah, I think Scalvini at Atalanta, oh. he's expensive and good, oh. isn't he? Like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big, good, expensive defender. So, That's yeah. what I like. <laughs> no, if you want someone that is just nailed on, like it's, if you want someone that's virtually if impossible not, to be bad. He's not a top quality defender in the future. What has gone wrong? It, it quite should, the media description should read elite already. So yeah. again, for those on YouTube, if you look at his profile, you're like, how is this guy not starting for Italy already? He probably is. Mm-hmm. He's got four caps, so he probably is. Anticipation 17. To be able to read the game and positioning. So positioning, anticipation goes hand in hand. To be able to read the game that well, at just 19 is incredible. Versatile as well, because he can play centre-back, defensive midfield, central midfield, his concentration as well. It's like, this guy, is, he's literally Nesta Cannavaro levels, I think he will mm. be. And the player traits as well, brings the ball out from the defence, does not dive into um, tackles. Dick State Temple, like, he's got the right traits he's for his profile. <laughs> he's a libero, <laughs> he's a deep-line midfielder. <laughs> It's, yeah, he's, he's great. He's Italy's next top model, and he's just yeah. like <laughs> he's nah, he's he's absolutely yeah. That is the one. If I was, if I was, uh, if I did have that sort of money, and I didn't really care about where the money's gonna go, that's the one there for me. Mm. I don't think, I, I don't think you top that. I don't think you top that. Well, we have to try and top it by going into midfield now, don't we? We're not going to top it when we go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got the pronunciations on some of these young players, man. So we've got Asan Odrago. Odrago. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people know exactly who I mean. I'm lucky enough to have had this guy in my Leon save. And mm. I put him in my team straight away. So at Leon, it was more so first season, kind of void. We're never going to top PSG. Mm. Let's just get youngsters and kind of 
build them up and develop them and give them game time. And he was just absolutely amazing. He's the star. Now, I think he's the yeah. captain of my team now, even though his leadership was low, but he's like, he, he was there for quite some time. But he's 17 years of age. He's a midfielder, versatile midfielder that can play anywhere. Literally, defensive midfield, attacking midfield, center, right, left, atta- uh, left mid, and left attacking as well. And um, he's a good dribbler of the ball. He can shoot from range. He's got good flair, determination as well. We always mention about that t- determination. All of these youngsters that we've shown at the moment have good determination. So... I'm guessing that attribute does mean something still. And then, of course, agility as well, which is kind of an underrated attribute, I think. Agility is quite important, I feel, especially in the top leagues, about how you manoeuvre on that pitch. If you're low agility, it's going to be fairly difficult for you to get to certain places before the opposition can. So I think agility as well sometimes can be a very undervalued attribute, especially in young players as well. Mm, no, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And if you yeah, you need these, you need these athletes, don't you? Coming yeah, through. exactly. So, yeah. Um, and also, you need you need players with an easier name to pronounce. So I'm going to go <laughs> with. Uh, I'm going to go with someone a little bit closer to home and a little bit uh, very very close to home. In fact, I'm going with Chris Rigg at Sunderland. Oh, I've 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 managed that. I've got experience with him as well because I was Sunderland. Yeah, he's another one as well. He's gonna be. He's gonna be all right in real life, any. I think he's gonna be all right in the game. Yeah, was he? Was well. he the one? I was just watching one Sunderland game and they brought him on, and I think like he just came on and just scored instantly a far post header, yeah. and I'm just looking at his jumping reach six. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not tall. He's not he's tall. Not tall. And, but uh, but yeah, he he can do it. He can do it. And he can game do it. Looks like pretty yeah. good. Yeah, well. he's got good technique, good flair, composure as well, aggression. What I like about some of these youngsters as well is that. They are sort of that the fancy players, but they're still working hard. They've still got good teamwork, good aggression, good bravery as well. And that's what I like about some of these new uh, Wonder Kids as well. I'm looking at Chris Regan Football Manager. He's only 16, which is just crazy. But look mm. at the teams that want him. Five. Can you guess the five teams? <laughs> it's quite uh, Lincoln. Um, <laughs> Palmer, maybe. Um, Jubilo Iwata. <laughs> And Philadelphia Union. It, it's quite literally <laughs> Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Manchester United. <laughs> and the reason why they're interested in him is because he has significant potential and could break into the first team sooner than expected. And that goes for all five teams. So I, I think you might win in this round, huh? to be honest, after seeing that. <laughs> He's a, he's a, he's, yeah, he's a good, he's a good player, isn't he? He's a yeah. very good player. So he's definitely one to look out for. If you've not seen him yet, have a little look at him, see what you, uh, what you think. Now, um, should we go higher up the pitch? Should we go, <sighs> should we go to the focal point? We go the up? list here is absolutely mental. I think you might have to go first on this one because I have to, I've got so many names <laughs> in my face as well. Just as that, how do you even pick one? Oh, well, there's one player that I, that I, I would have, Banged the drum for last season, but I don't think he's as good this year as he was last year. And it was uh, and it was Anders Rister at uh, at Odd in Norway. It was a 16 year old Norwegian kid last year. I think he's yeah. Obviously, I think he's about 18 now, and he's not quite as potent. Um, hmm. But I what's, am, the na- what's the name? Sorry, uh, Rister R Y S T E. Yeah, found him. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. he was so so good last season. Um, I think he's sort of like. 
came out of nowhere and would just get goals and like, yeah, yeah. just really effective. And I'm a big fan of Scandinavian players like because they're fairly cheap and they have good resale value. Um, yeah. Players as well, like I mean Evan Ferguson, everyone knows about Evan <laughs> Ferguson, so we can't really use him. But I'm going to go with one that I think you might like, Aaron. And I'm going to go with Shaquille Van Persie. Oh, yes. I was, still, I, was watching, it, mate. <laughs> I was watching someone um, someone stream earlier and they were using him as well. Oh, yes. Shaquille Van Persie. Another one that has, he's 16 years of age. And the mm. attributes, like, you can you can tell that he's got some ability. But because it's not buffed out in all areas, it doesn't look great when you first open up the um, profile. But the value, 18.5 million to 22 million for the 16-year-old. And that's just another sign there that this guy could could be in the keyword, be amazing. But look at his key attributes, dribbling, first touch, heading, technique, mm-hmm. flair, determination, acceleration, jumping reach, and natural finish. When I was reading it through, when I saw heading, I was like, please tell me he's got jumping reach. Please tell me he's got jumping reach. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I hate that mismatch when he's got good heading and low jumping reach. That's just absolutely brilliant. Isn't it? It's brilliant. Oh, man. <laughs> But he's another versatile forward, actually, that can play left, right, and up front. And it seems that he can play in attacking midfield if you ask him to. I don't think I would with the composure and vision that he has at the moment. If I'm looking to develop him, I'll probably look to develop him up wide. But if I want to use these whole attributes, I think it has to be up front with that heading. It has to be. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I've gone with Van Persie up top. The new view got Aaron. Come on, let's 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 wrap, so, wrap this bit up. Who you got? We're going to go all the way to Australia, mate. And then we've got Ooh. Nestor Roy. Aaron yeah. Yes, this guy in uh, real life will only score bangers. There's literally mm-hmm. no such thing called normal goals for this guy. <laughs> they have to all be 30, 40 yards, ball travelling 200 miles per hour. This yeah. guy is pretty entertaining to watch in real life. I have tried him to use him in football manager. I did try it in Australia. He's... he's too good for a string. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, he's a bit too good. Yeah. But he's one of those guys that I was saying earlier about the weird profile where like you've got very good attributes for your position, but then there'll be like a couple that just, just throws you off. So he's a winger, the pace, 16, 15 with acceleration and pace, balance 14 and agility. So you're thinking, oh, he runs with the ball often as well. So you're thinking, oh, once he gets the ball, ain't no one taking him off the ball. Mm. Apart from when you look at his dribbling, eight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it, I've got it. Oh, I haven't got it. <laughs> First touch, six. <laughs> so, so I don't know what's happened here, but obviously his long shots are very high, free kicks as well, technique and finishing. So he's a, he's a very, very unique player. Someone that you probably have to have some patience for. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be that consistent player every single game. And of course, you can't score 40 yarders every single game as well. In the game, Sporting and Porto do want him though. So he is interested in the game. He's got some interesting teams as well after him. So again, I'm using these things. Sometimes when I do see a team wanted in a young player, sometimes I do take that as this might be a signal that so this team's done their scouting. They think that he's got good potential enough to be wanted. So sometimes I do take that as this player could be decent. Mm, and I think this is this is where we've got it. And there's so many potential potential players that are decent. Yeah. there's one player as well who, who i'd forgotten about and he's a, he's a, he's a aik he's a swedish lad now i'm led to believe he does turn out to be quite good uh on this game uh and in fact at my game he's currently at um by munich oh 
in-game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yone Kusi Azare. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone, he's gone there in real life, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone in real life. Yeah, yeah same, as, same as your man you were just saying there. Uh, has just gone in real life to, uh, yeah, to yeah, buy. Yeah. And so I was wondering whether those two are both going to show up in your uh, in your save as well. But yeah, he's... Uh, uh, and <laughs> so for video purposes, I do like to remove all of the added things stuff in the game so like i yeah. did have the transfer update and all of my saves up to this just this thing i'm like i'll turn it off make sure everything's vanilla sort of <laughs> yeah so there you go so if you're buying munich at the minute you should probably be winning everything for the next 25 years with yeah. those two players in your team i reckon six foot five jump and reach 17 my god yeah <laughs> that post should be fine, shouldn't it? With that? that post far post probably at the halfway line as well. Halfway line yeah. headers, doing the Van Persie yeah. diving header. Leave the Shaquille on, let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my, that's my plan now. I'm going to have a front three of this Jonah, Nestor and Shaquille. Almost called him O'Neill. I don't know like, what that like is. Basketball like alley-oops, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> layer the Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my front three. That's my dream front three and four manager now. Jonah, right, okay. Nestoroy, and Shaquille. First Get name that. basis only. <laughs> Get that. And then they all have to score three-point headers from outside the area. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right I reckon I reckon at that point that's a fairly good list of wonder kids to look for Um, obviously do us a favour let us know who your wonder kids are because we've missed a lot of them out really we've only scratched a couple of bits and pieces in there I've got a list here's half a dozen but um, yeah do of course let us know who your wonder kids are post us some pictures up in the discord particularly as well if you've created your own wonder kids from the new gens that the game produces let us see them they're the ones we're all excited about Um, and of course we can maybe come back and touch upon this a little bit more possibly next week because it's one of those subjects in it where there's always so much more uh, to talk about when it comes to Wonder Kids. It's time to say hello to the latest sponsor of the FM show. Everybody say hello to Surprise Shirts. Surprise Shirts is a family-run business based in Lincolnshire selling mystery football shirts. A customer purchases a shirt on the Surprise Shirts website, tells them which teams they wouldn't like to receive, and Surprise Shirts sends them a football shirt from any team around the world but for fm fans surprise shirts have devised the ultimate way to choose your next save their fm mystery box guarantees a shirt from a club playable in the standard pc version of fm24 not only can you solve the dilemma of choosing who to manage you can represent the club with pride as you manage them to glory whilst wearing a piece of their history FM boxes are just $35.99, a very reasonable price for a new football shirt, but FM Show listeners can save 10% when they use the code FMSHOW at checkout. So just a reminder, there's a text box at checkout to list any teams you'd like surprise shirts to exclude from the box, so you won't get any nasty surprises. So spice up your next FM save, support a family business by heading to www.surpriseshirts.co.uk and use the code FM Show. That's FM Show for ten percent off. Aaron, yeah. Final bits of conversation we have. Uh, Steve has left us some notes with regards to the mailbag here. Um, we've got something here from Ryan who has commented in the Discord, um, saying, "Evening all. Nice to meet my fellow desk gremlins. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think. <laughs> it's not. It's not the worst thing I've been called this week. That's for certain. But I'll take that. Um, so welcome, uh, welcome, desk gremlins. Um, sat on laptops in imaginary dugouts across the world. Um, Ryan's been an FM player for well over a decade and an addict for about six months now. Of course, you know, <laughs> uh, help is available for all of us. Um, currently on a trophy hunter campaign. And that's carried over from FM twenty three. Twenty seasons in, they've won twenty three out of out twenty three out of forty two cup and league competitions, including three European cups in the UK and Ireland. That sounds like something I was doing last year, yeah. doesn't it, Aaron? Oh, um, clubs nice lists deal. as followed: unemployed Banbridge Town. This is my save. <laughs> Taftswell, Lisburn Distillery, Ards, Wexford, Cork City, Wailston, Dagenham and Redbridge, Chester, Dirge. Pennybond, Dumbarton, York, and now Hamilton Academicals. What a save that is. Wow. Yeah, you're brave. Lovely. You're brave, man. I did want to say earlier as well, before I read the next one, I just want to say as well, with the Wonder Kid thing, please do send us as well, if you're in the Discord or wherever, send us a screenshot as well, because we may be, able to, uh, meet, may be able to react to them as well, which would be pretty fun for us to do. Absolutely. So in the Discord, we've got a message from CCFC underscore ES. I'm, I'm trying to work out the CCFC. I'm, <laughs> hey guys, I am <laughs> hey guys, I'm new to the server and I guess the FM scene as I've only been playing since FM 21. Welcome. Currently starting a Build a Nation save in Finland with FC Honkar. Just wondering if you guys in the server have any tips and tricks as I've never attempted any of these saves types before. I mean, I was just about to say, you're pretty brave to be doing that even just two years in. I don't think I've even done a building. I've done a building nation, what? The first time I attempted it was maybe last year or two years ago. Mm. And I've been playing, like you said, for around 20 years. So it's one of those things that you kind of have to prepare yourself for. When it comes to tricks, tips and tricks, I think there are some certain ones. A lot of the times when I do dive into this sort of save, I like to find and come across them myself but there are kind of, there are some tips and tricks that may be able to save you as well i'm trying yeah. to think of some of top of my head when it comes to building nation i mean C ccfc is, is quite active in my stream at the minute so we, we are talking about the okay this, yeah has been talking about this this build a nation save um which has been great what i would say to anyone who's thinking about doing a build nation save is go back and listen to the episode the second yellow card that is yeah. the first port call I would yeah. suggest. And second yellow card has some fantastic videos on yeah. how to build a nation. Um, it's a, it's a slow burner. You've got to be ready for 50, 40, 50 seasons. One, like, one of the um, things I did when I became, when the team started to become good in the league was to start loaning and selling only to teams yeah. in my league. And that's one of the things I've done. But other than that, I didn't really come across. I'm, I'm telling other people to do it yourself when you come across things. I don't think I did. <laughs> I, I was just got that's, lost. <laughs> that's the only thing I would say that, that you need to be able to understand that it's not just about you winning all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's about that. everybody else getting better. So yeah. the league should get more difficult. You don't have to win the league every single season because yeah. you want to be winning Europe. You want all of those other you teams other in that teams, nation yeah, to be exactly. challenging in Europe as well. So it is a bizarre way of thinking that you've got to be successful, but you also want everyone else to be successful. So exactly. you are selling players to your rivals who will make your rivals better. It's a bizarre way of thinking. But <laughs> yeah, do do come and join the Discord and ask some more questions. Um, final shout out of the week goes to Lewis Baker. Uh, Lewis says, evening all, been following the pod for a while and thought it was time I joined the community. Welcome in, Lewis. Been an FM player on and off since 2015, properly invested since 2021. Currently doing a journey person Pentagon challenge with Maiji Yashuda in J2 Japan. Started in J3 with FC Gifu, 
no badges, no experience. First time doing a save like this, really enjoying it. Well, welcome in, Lewis. Do keep us up to date on that. And of course, anyone else is managing out in Japan, please let us know because so exciting. And now, Tony, this comes from our save idea tabs on the Discord as well. So if you've got any save idea, make sure you come and join the Discord and open up that tab and jot down any ideas you have. But Ryan asks, can people recommend some non-British owl raids and nation countries? Oh, geez. FM Sloth replied, I'm doing Gibraltar. It's a bit difficult and slow so far, but hopefully getting somewhere. <laughs> I love that. It's a bit difficult and slow, but hopefully we're getting somewhere. So you don't even, you're not even sure if you're getting somewhere. You're just hoping that's the case. We're at least reputable a league as Skybet League 2 now. That's actually pretty decent, I think. That's actually yeah, pretty decent. Good. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. That's very well good. Done. Um, Scandinavia, <laughs> I'll always say Scandinavia is good. Sweden's fun. Norway's fun. Um, I think that um, just, yeah, anything that's that's <laughs> that's not the top la- nations, really. But, I mean, it depends on how difficult you want it to be. You can build a nation in Portugal. It's like, you know, you want to make Portugal the, the top nation. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, even, <laughs> even if you want to do British Isles, Wales is difficult. Yeah. Like, I'm, so, still, I'm still laughing at it. I'm just hopefully getting somewhere. It's just, I'm just reading this message. It seems like he was in a really difficult place, and now he's just like, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> we're, just, <laughs> we're somewhere. <laughs> we are currently in the world. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 that's how I'm reading. Um, Turkey's quite fun. It's got some weird rules, but Poland's oh, an ICs you want to start off with. mental. Poland's a nice easy one to start off with. It's got really good, uh, good rules, and Greece is pretty is pretty nice for yeah, rules. Yeah, Poland as well, so. is very open for uh, league rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, keep all of that correspondence rolling in. <laughs> Let us know how you're getting on. Keep up to date with all the social media channels, which of course are at the FM Show Pod. For any longer correspondence, send us an email to the FM Show Pod. That is the FM Show Pod at gmail.com and of course don't forget you can join the discord which is a great place to hang out discuss various fm ideas link of course aaron in the description below that was episode 32 of the fm show hosted by myself tony jameson my co-host was aaron falloon aka rdf tactics our producer unfortunately wasn't here (laughs) take care of yourselves stay safe and we will see you all next time Want to learn even more about Football Manager? Subscribe to the Patreon. Just visit patreon.com slash the FM Show Pod. Don't forget to rate and review and follow along on the socials at the FM Show Pod.